1: Learn more at marines.com.
0: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
1: Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire,
0: huh? (sighs) Ah, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino.
2: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
2: It's time to play like a jet.
0: With your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen. Human beings
2: that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Rick yeah. pass to Crowder, trying to get him out of the space. Oh Slopes a tackle, and there he goes. Crowder, it's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. Donald escapes, trying to buy himself some time. Fires, end zone, it's caught. Incredible play
0: by Donald. He'll hit immediately. When he got the handoff. You know and it's <laughs> The q Oh my gosh. Listen, thank you.
1: From the TOJ Digital Studio. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at Play Like a Jet One. And it's time for the midweek news and notes. With a favorite of mine, Mr. Robbie Sabo, who runs jetsxfactor.com with my friend Michael Nania. I always say that Nania is the resident stat geek. You're kind of more like the jack of all trades, Robbie, because you do a little bit of stats, a little bit of film, and obviously your main forte over at Jetsx Factor is doing news. So I'm glad you could join me today.
3: Yeah, I kind of do everything, right? These guys have me running around all
1: over the place. (laughs) Listen, when you're with two madmen like Joe Blewett and Michael Nania, sometimes you got to dip your toes into dangerous waters. Believe me, I know better than most. And speaking of dangerous waters, by the way, LaMichael P. Ryan, the big story right now, the first Jet this season to contract coronavirus. We know that there was a false positive earlier in the season, but again, that was a false positive. This is a real positive, so he is done. He will not play in this game, and now they're going to do contact tracing.
3: The Jets, dead last in offense, terrible defense, yet they have led the NFL in one category this year, negative COVID tests. This is the first guy this season, who's picked up that positive, came in week 17, and yeah, they're, they're doing contact tracing right now. We'll see. Maybe we'll get news tomorrow, maybe Friday, um, but we'll see. I, I would anticipate they may be without a couple more names this Sunday.
1: What's the story with the guys who missed practice today? John Franklin Myers was out, Bryce Hall, a couple of others. Was that because of the contact tracing? Yeah, it's Bless Austin,
3: Chuba Doga, Franklin Myers, Bryce Hall, Hewitt, and May, all not injury related. As of right now, we don't know um, because we weren't at practice either. They practiced inside. So we're going to have to wait till tomorrow, till Adam Gase's uh, morning uh, conference call to find that out.
1: Those that are being contact traced, and of course, P. Ryan, not the only ones who are in jeopardy of not playing. In fact, there are two guys that are absolutely done for the year. And in the case of one of them, probably done for a career, Frank Gore, lung contusion, came out at the end of the game against the Cleveland Browns. He's done for the season, and at 37 years old, this could be the end for him. He just topped 16,000 yards, so heck of a career even if he doesn't play again. And then Josh Andrews, who didn't play very well in relief when he was called upon this year, he is also out for the year on IR.
3: Yeah, and Gore, I think he finished exactly with 16,000 yards, Mm -hmm. which is pretty insane to think about. Andrews is gone. I don't think fans are crying about that one. Though he's a solid pro, let's not hammer him. And Van Roten and Alex Lewis are back at practice suddenly for the the last week. Uh, So who starts at guard this weekend? Griffin's also back off of COVID, the COVID reserve list. Who starts at guard this weekend remains to be seen.
1: Robbie, I got to hand it to Adam Gase. During the pressers this year, there have been times where he said some things that have made you roll your eyes. But this time, because I guess he knows that the end is near, he's just letting it all hang out. He was asked what he thought about his team's rankings, and he said, I don't look because it's not good. (laughs) And then he was asked about whether or not he was concerned that his reputation as an offensive play caller and an offensive mastermind would take a hit based on what's gone down this season. And he said, no, but it does piss him off.
3: Yeah, that's one of his favorite quotes. There's two favorite quotes of mine of his that something always pisses him off. Always. It's never fail. And the other is we have to execute. Those are the two quotes that'll live in infamy over these last two years. And yeah, in terms of Gase talking right now, he's, uh, you know, what's he going to do? He's got to play the right game. Hopefully someone takes a chance on him next year so he could stay in the NFL. He's an NFL type of guy. I think he wants to stay in the NFL. And, you know, Belichick, that Kind of leads us to Belichick because Belichick's been talking him up and there have been reports suggesting Belichick wants him. But again, that might tie with McDaniels as McDaniels hired Gase in Denver and with Sabin, as Gase worked with Sabin for a little bit. So, you know, Gase is, uh, Gase is doing everything he can here during the, uh, you know, leading to his impending doom.
1: Well, at least he got a little bit of good news for week 17. Greg Van Roten, Alex Lewis and Ryan Griffin all back.
3: Yeah, and now with Elfline, Lewis, and Van Roten, I'd be curious to see who starts. I would imagine Van Roten at right guard is good to go. Left side, we'll see. I don't know if it'll be Elfline or Alex Lewis. Again, we're not at practice, so it's tough to know. Um, But if Gase could knock off Belichick without Trevor Lawrence being an option anymore, I'm sure he's not going to hear any flack about it.
1: Nice to see Van Roten back off injury, and if you've been injured because of somebody else's negligence, it can be a life-changing event. When that happens, you want a strong legal team fighting for you to make sure you receive full compensation for your injuries. You want to be able to call your legal team whenever you want. You don't want your file to be on a shelf with hundreds of others, and you don't want your lawyers to be afraid to go to court. Here's what you do want. The legal team at Faruqi and Faruqi. They give every client their personal cell phone number to call 24-7. They limit the number of clients they represent at one time. And they have a long track record of taking on insurance companies, corporations, and the government in court. Best part is they've got a long track record of winning. Prior results do not guarantee a similar outcome. Learn more about them at nylegalteam.com. That's nylegalteam.com. And Robbie, we talked about what Adam Gase had to say. Sam Darnold had some things to say this week as well, including the fact that he recognizes that he needs to take better care of the ball. If he can take better care of the ball and be less reckless, he believes he can still be a good player. It's really sad to see how this has turned out. I'm not sure if the Jets are going to stick with Darnold past 2020. That remains to be seen. However, no matter what, The way things have gone the first three years could not have been more of a nightmare for Darnold, and you have to give him credit at least for handling this like a champ publicly.
3: It's a a tough situation. I mean, I don't think there's one person who doesn't root for the kid, who doesn't like the kid. He says all the right things. He's Jeter-esque in the way he handles the media. He's just a good guy. Uh, Fans can't let go. And is is there an argument for keeping him? There is an argument. But that argument's seldom presented in the right way because the salary cap needs to lead that conversation. Uh, but for Darnold right now, uh, even the two wins, uh, I've st- I still feel like Flacco has given him the better chance to win. Uh, it, things have just broken right the last two weeks. So the most you could root for right now is Darnold having a good game in New England and Foxborough, and then seeing what Joe Douglas goes from th- does from there with the number two spot.
0: Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases. Full work prohibited by law. 18 plus. Starts and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet.
1: Robbie, some interesting comments involving both Donald and Adam Gase. And these came courtesy of Bill Belichick. He said, and I quote, I don't think there's any shortage of talent there or playmaking ability. Again, this is Belichick referring to Darnold. He's an athletic guy that has great size, a big arm. He's hard to tackle in the pocket, good prospect, and he's being well coached. I don't think he could get better coaching than where he's at. This is what Bill Belichick said to Ben Volen of the Boston Globe and then Adam Gase responded to what Belichick had to say he said anytime you have a coach of his Belichick status saying things like that that are positive it makes you feel like you're trying to do the right things in our profession It's the biggest compliment you can get when another coach like Belichick feels like you're doing things the right way. He continued, since I've been a coordinator, started in 2013 in Denver, I've called a lot of games against guys on Belichick's staff. Seemed like two times a year almost every year, and then being in the division the last five years, obviously I respect that whole group. I work for Josh, Josh being Josh McDaniels, being under him and learning a lot of things, the way they did things in 2009, 2010. I know things have evolved since then. So seems like a mutual admiration society between Bill Belichick and Adam Gase. Rumors that maybe Gase could find a spot on Bill Belichick's coaching staff after he's dismissed by the Jets at the end of the season. This could also, of course, be Bill Belichick trolling Jets fans. Because if you're a Jets fan and you read that quote, you had to have chuckled to yourself. There's no way that Bill Belichick means any of that.
3: Yeah, see, that was my first thought is anything with Belichick talking about the Jets, especially in this nature, in this way, what's his angle? That's the first thought always that goes through your head with Belichick. What is his angle? And I think you're right. It's just tweaking the Jets fan a little bit. That and, you know, he views Gase as part of in the family, you know, not the direct family, maybe, but the extended family with McDaniels, with Nick Saban. So I think apart from that, really nothing to worry about. Don't worry about any conspiracy theories that uh, he's saying all these things because he secretly likes Darnold and he wants to grab Darnold somehow. And and, uh, as quarterback of the past, that's uh, even a little too brazen for Belichick
1: with bill belichick you never know because i was saying to somebody that in addition to trolling the jets he may just be doing what he does because if you've noticed anything about bill belichick he's not one to give anybody bulletin board material although for the first time in almost 20 years he's going to be playing a meaningless game in week 17 robbie you remember the great Bobby Bowden, the longtime head coach at Florida State. He used to do the similar thing that Belichick would do, never say anything disparaging. It was always positive comments. He'd talk about Weber State and how they were the toughest Weber State team they'd ever seen. He had to prepare so hard for this Weber State team that was incredible, tremendous talent, phenomenal coaching staff. And then, of course, predictably, Florida State would go out there and smash Weber State and beat them 65 <laughs> nothing.
3: Yeah, Bowed and broke my heart as a young Notre Dame fan in 93, but that's besides the point. Uh, Yeah, Belichick, the first time they played, Pats and the Jets, Belichick was going on and on about how great, how uh, tough the Jets were and how tough they were in terms of playing hard for the coach. And it was at the lowest point of the season where everyone just raised an eyebrow and couldn't believe it. So yeah, I think you're right on the money in that assessment. Belichick will always be Belichick.
1: Some coaching whispers to talk about, Robbie. And I spoke about this a little bit with Nick Spano on the show yesterday. Wink Martindale is a name that has been linked to the Jets. In fact, Ian Rappaport said that he was a name to watch if the Jets made a move, which, let's be honest, they're going to be making a move. It's just a matter of whether it's going to happen Sunday night Or early Monday morning and then The press conference will happen and the search Will begin but Wink Martindale Somebody that has a relationship with Joe Douglas They worked together for a couple of years in Baltimore when Wink Martindale Was the linebackers coach And Joe Douglas was a scout Wink Martindale has been a hot head coaching Candidate for the last year or two Almost got the Giants job last year Before they went with Joe Judge instead And in Ian Rappaport's Report he said That the assistants to watch with Martindale are Tony Elliott, the offensive coordinator at Clemson, and either Marvin Lewis or Lovie Smith as defensive coordinator. I really like that because it shows you that Martindale is willing to bring in somebody who understands what it means to have to be the CEO, whether it's Smith or or it's Lewis, because both of those guys have a lot of head coaching experience, also tells you that he is not afraid to turn over the defense to somebody he respects, because let's be honest, Robbie, there's absolutely no way that anybody is bringing in somebody like Marvin Lewis or Lovey Smith and trying to micromanage their defense. Plus, being linked to Tony Elliott this year And last year when he was interviewing, being linked to Joe Brady, shows me a guy who understands that you need to get creative and he's willing to think outside of the box. So a lot to like there with Wink Martindale. He's somebody that I'm going to be looking into on a future show once we get into the coaching search. But that's an intriguing name. And the fact that Ian Rappaport, who's obviously very well connected, dropped that out there. And the obvious connection to Douglas means he's somebody we should watch.
3: You hit on it. They need a CEO on the sideline having an offensive play caller, an exciting guy like uh, Joe Brady or Arthur Smith. Yeah. That's intriguing, but it's not the most important thing. They need a true head coach. Who's a CEO in the sideline and Martindale could be that, you know, he has those links with Douglas, uh, the intriguing Clemson connection there with rapid fork. What he's talking about is intriguing. Um, and even the defensive side too, because, My head coach is not calling plays on either the offensive or defensive side. That means he's doing a lot more in terms of head coach duties. You know, Pete Carroll of Belichick, Joe Judge. I like that idea. Not everyone does it, obviously. Reed is one example. But I like that idea a lot. And, you know, he was a player too. He played linebacker. He's from Ohio. I, I really like it. And you hit on it. That's the most important thing. They need a CEO on the sideline.
1: Here's another name that we should apparently watch. He was an under-the-radar candidate, and according to Tom Pellicero, is now being looked at by NFL teams, and that is Minnesota head coach P.J. Fleck. The interesting thing about Fleck is he turned around one program at Western Michigan and then turned around Minnesota. They played very well and actually finished first in the West in their conference last year. Unfortunately, though, this year they had a really rough time, had a losing record, and didn't qualify for a ball. Young guy, though, only 40 years old. Intriguing option for the Jets or somebody else because even though they didn't do very well this year at Minnesota, he's somebody that has proven himself at two separate programs. As we said, CEO, program builder, only 40, so very young, and someone you could grow the team with. I'm not sure that I would dive in with him only because this year would have given me pause for concern, but absolutely has the credentials to be a candidate that the Jets should bring in and at least talk to.
3: Yeah. Campbell, Fitzgerald, Fleck, Fleck's a late riser here. I do like him from a standpoint. He had, if I remember correctly, he has been in the NFL at least one year. Mm -hmm. I think maybe with Tampa as a receivers coach. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Program builder, CEO, it's definitely a name that Jets fans should not cross off the list
1: immediately. Robbie, anything else we missed this week with the Jets? I know you weren't allowed inside at practice this week, but any other news and notes that we didn't touch on yet?
3: The WFAN Carton report. Gase Samini of ESPN asked flatly, is the WFAN report true? If you missed it, Carton said, you know, basically that in so many words that Jets and Gase, the two camps have talked to one another and they are un- of the understanding that Gase is fire, that he's going to be done after Sunday's game. When asked point blank, is that true? Gase said, that's news to me. No one has said that to me now. It could be the case. It also could be the case. Gase is just doing the right thing that he's been told that, but he's going to play ball. He's going to be the, the nice head coach on his way out and then look for another job. But that's something to keep an eye on. Don't overreact either way. You shouldn't even overreact to the initial report. You know, just use your head, understand from a business perspective, even if anyone in the building thought Gase was the right guy, from a business perspective, they could never pull it off. It just wouldn't work, bringing him back. So be rational when when seeing these reports and hearing what everyone has to say.
1: On the show yesterday, Nick Spano said that internally people were aware that Gase was going to be let go. He didn't say that Gase himself had been told that he was going to be let go. So it is possible that Gase wasn't directly told that, but everybody just sort of knows it. He may also, as you said, have been told and chosen to be the good soldier would make a lot of sense for him at this point because he's got nothing to gain. If he wants his reputation to stay intact in terms of being a professional and a chance at whether it's Belichick or somebody else being on a staff in the NFL, it would behoove him to take the high road here.
3: Yeah, undoubtedly. And Carton, when it comes to Carton too, listen, he's a He's a shock jock. He wants attention. If you know anything about what he does on the radio, he appeals to the casual observer who's not really digging in. So you'll just hear it, assume it, and then not research it. So it's possible what you just said is true, that there's talk within the building and everyone knows it. But Carton just added on the end, hey, they already let GACE know, and that, that part of it might not be true. So when, when dealing with these reports, just kind of brush it off. Let it come in one ear, let it go out the other and understand what's really at stake. And what's really at stake is they can't operate from a business perspective if they bring him back.
1: If they bring him back, I've said this, Robbie, it would be the most tone-deaf move ever, and as you said, an awful business decision. I've seen a lot throughout the years, being a Jets fan, being a season ticket holder, and I can tell you, I've never seen the fan base more dejected. I've never seen the fan base more angry, and especially coming off of a year where they realized that they could sit at home and not have to pay money and spend the entire day going to this game tailgating in the parking lot that instead if they wanted to they could just hang out and watch the games with their 70 inch screen tv get some beer get some pizza hang out with the friends and not put money in the johnson family's pockets if they were to retain gase i'm almost positive that there would be a cancellation rate the likes of which they had never seen before you could see something like 30,000 people cancel their season tickets
3: it would be the jet apocalypse seriously and the fact that You know, fans roll their eyes knowing Woody's going to come back and he might mess things up. In this case, Woody coming back is probably a good thing because he's not really totally connected to Gase. He's going to look at the numbers. He's going to look at the results. And if there was ever a tiebreaker, he would be it. But we're just talking hypotheticals here. I'm pretty sure the decision has already been made and they're going to move forward with Joe Douglas being the guy running the organization because I believe they're extremely impressed with what he's done so far.
1: So hope he keeps building on what he has done so far, which includes, of course, drafting Makai Becton at number eleven. Even though apparently Sal Palantonio not impressed with Makai Becton, he said on Rich Simini's podcast that Becton has been a quote disappointment. Sal Palantonio said that he sure did.
3: That's uh, that's a little insanity for the for the night. Um, I don't know where in the world he would get that idea. Uh, He hasn't been an all-pro tackle, but he's been tremendous. And I was thinking about this the other day. Joe Douglas's first draft. Is this the best draft since 07 or (laughs) since the Mangini days? Has there been a draft since then?
1: As of right now, you would have to say that it looks to be more promising than any draft since the Mangini years. Not saying a lot, because the Jets had terrible drafts ever since Mangini left. But yeah, it very well could be the best draft in 12 or 13 years. And I'll say this about Makai Becton. As you said, Robbie, he hasn't been an all-pro, but he was borderline Pro Bowl. And for where we expected him to be year one, we thought he was very much going to be a work in progress. He outpaced any reasonable expectation as far as I'm concerned.
3: He's been, listen, you couldn't have asked for more. I mean, unless you're asking for perfection. So you got to be thrilled with Becton. And I'm more more so thrilled with the fact that Douglas ignored the receiver hype and went with the tackle, went with the offensive lineman because he understood it's been 14 years for the organization. They haven't drafted a first round offensive lineman since 2006. And I think that's akin to NFL suicide or football team building suicide. So that fact that he actually went with the offensive line alignment, the tackle is the most promising thought to me. But Becton at, at, in terms of the pick has been tremendous in my eyes.
1: No question about it. And we will get one last chance to watch him on Sunday in the jets season finale. Against the New England Patriots Robbie Sabo, co-founder over at JetsXFactor.com Thanks so much for coming on As always, really appreciate it I know between you and Nania and Sam There's so much great content going on Of course, Joe blew it most of all With his four-hour film marathons Talk to me about what's happening at Factor.
3: A lot of Zach Wilson right now A (laughs) lot of Fields, a lot of quarterback talk A lot of Darnold talk Because fans still love Darnold And I understand why uh, but they're gonna have to get over it from a standpoint of being objective. Get that emotion off your sleeve. Be objective. Try to, you know, ra- you know, be rational throughout the process because it's really gonna come down to, with a guy like Douglas. It's gonna come down to the salary cap, and any Darnold, Wilson discussion starts there. So next week, next week or two, gonna be a lot of Wilson and Fields uh, film up there at JetSexFactor.com.
1: Make sure that you're visiting Robbie, Michael, Sam, and most of all, Joe Blewett over at jetsxfactor.com. And I'm not just saying that because Joe is a cop and he can probably get me out of speeding tickets if I need him to. They do great work over there. So make sure that you subscribe. And you can follow Robbie on Twitter at Sable. That's R O B B Y. If you haven't given us a five-star review on itunes yet if you could go ahead and do that for us really appreciate it easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing doesn't take you much time doesn't cost you any money but it goes a long way to help us out so if you could go ahead and do that for us we'd be quite grateful and for the latest and greatest in new york jets podcast you know where to go that's turn on the jets digital and turn on the
2: it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper
0: 18 plus.